Aodin, you're the only one that's not in the hole yet. So would you like to join the party? Um, Aodin is going to spend a willpower to create a pillar. Ah, okay. Uh, so from the ground, where like from the middle of everyone, a little pillar like starts to form in the ground, and it shoots upward like just, just almost to the hole, and then he just steps off onto the pillar, and the pillar sinks down into the ground. You made an elevator. If you extended it a little more, you could say that just the tip crossed the threshold before you lower yourself down. We're really pushing that PG-13 on me. <laughs> Michael, Michael, he didn't want to get the tip out of the hole. Oh, He okay. wanted to leave as much of the shaft into the hole as possible, you know, for... These are Chaos Inc. shenanigans. Yeah. This is not our PG Academy shenanigans. Here, so basically, I mean... I view this as like uh, earth bending from Avatar. That's like the rock pillar comes up. You get on it and it goes back down. Uh, mm -hmm. It does make a lot of noise. However, that is mm -hmm. one of the downfalls of that one. Uh, so this is definitely going to reverberate throughout this entire chamber. If you had not oh, already activated and defeated the batch, you would have. But it is very cool. Looking. And and as as the as the pillar sinks, like Aelden's got like one hand like under under his arm. He's just kind of twirling his beard and his fingers. I think the most important question is, I'm sure that your robes flutter. Are you going commando under there? A gentleman doesn't. But we would fluff and tell. Yep. <laughs> Those of us who are looking would know. And the carpet does indeed match the drapes. <laughs> it's just as long as his beard. Oh. oh. This podcast not brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> Okay, so you are in the antechamber of the Ritter Mound. This is, it, it is a large domed structure that appears to be partially uh, carved as well as like built out of a natural cavern that had been carved to make it the, the size and shape they wanted. Uh, it is about, they use meters in the game. I think these meters roughly three feet. I'm a stupid American, so I'm going to say feet. It's roughly 60 feet across in both ways. Uh, so it's like basically it's a dome. There's this the light above you uh, shining down. I, I don't want to use the word shaft, but I'm going to a shaft of light coming through. You can see two goblin bodies that are in this antechamber that are not moving. In front of you, there are two statues of knights dressed um, as soldiers with with weapons and they have actual they're stone statues but they have actual weapons they have spears and they are flanking either side of a double oaken door that has already been opened and that is where the goblin bodies are at the foot of that just slightly opened door while they're looking at things i'm going to rush up to the door kind of stand at the threshold weapons ready looking into that next hallway is there blood on the weapons and i do yes uh, I will say that the, the temperature here is even colder than it was above. And it's actually your breath is starting to frost uh, down here. So as, you, as you're talking and even it's starting to uh, frost a little bit. The statues do not activate and stab you as you run up. Orla, what did you get on your spot hidden? I, I thought I saw something. Then there was the flapping of webbed feet <laughs> and somebody got their tail in my way. I got a 13 over six. Okay. And I just like... <laughs> Makanda, I was attempting to look for traps or the occasional goblin blood on the swords, and now you've trampled any trace of anything. I was looking for a goblin who might try to stab you in the face. 
So he wouldn't stab you in the face. You're welcome. No goblin would ever dare stab me in the face. I would kill him first. I want a new duck. Uh, one that does what he should. <laughs> I do exactly what I, duck I, should. I do too. Let me, years. let me borrow your knife. We'll take care of this real quick. No, not the duck, but let me borrow your knife anyway. One that doesn't make you feel too bad, but one that also doesn't make you feel too good. Exactly, my friend. Exactly. That is why you are the wise. Based on what were you doing there? I'm going up to the to the dead uh, goblins, and uh, I I like roll them over so that they're face down, and I pull up their their, their shirt area, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I get the knife and I cut these little fillets out of their back, and I turn around <laughs> and I say, "This is the sweet meat." They are actually face down already. Oh, so they they are face down when you approach them. Uh, their bodies are extremely cold. They almost have like a sheen of frost on them. But are they frozen? No. Okay, then we still get the sweet meat. Yes. Knife returned. All right. Aodin. Uh, Aodin is watching Baston Butcher Goblin uh, and taking notes in a, in a worn journal. Just for the sake of the uh, the pros of it, I will say at some point as you're mutilating these bodies, one of them turns slightly or you move it slightly and you can see its face. Its face is frozen and ah. a grimace and its eyeballs are missing and there's like smoke what? sort of billowing out the eye, eye sockets. Well, that's not good. I don't hey, McCander, look, look no. at this. What? No, say that again. One more time. Damn it. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> you, you, you crack me up, my friend. Ah, this is offensive to my species. These puns are getting a bit long in the beak, yes? I want, I want to walk across the room to you and kick you in the shins. Well, if there's some sort of fee to be paid, just put it on my bill. <laughs> I think it's more of a waddle, actually. <laughs> yes. yes, I am. Was that supposed to hurt? Okay, McCander, you were at the door looking through, and on the other side, there is uh, an area of about roughly 30 feet in front of you. That's the same width as the door. About 10 feet past the door, you can see tunnels that open to either side. So basically, you can't see them, but you could go right, you could go left. Directly in front of you, there is a much smaller version of the antechamber you're in. It's like maybe 15 feet across. And there are two more stone statues, just like the ones that you see in front of you. They are in the same position. They seem to be holding actual weapons. Beyond them, there's a portcullis. There's like four or five metal bars that basically are stabbed into the ground. And then beyond that, you can see a larger room. And there is a woman in a chair sitting at a table. It appears to be mummified, like she doesn't seem to be alive but there's an actual body there. You can see this because there is light inside this chamber. Several places you can see torches that are emanating light, but they do not appear to be emanating heat. So there, you basically can see throughout this entire adventure, there's, there's torches just everywhere, but they're magical torches, light, no heat. So there's light in this small chamber, and I can see through it, through a, an iron door into another room where... A mummy lady is sitting, sitting at a table, table. or you know, basically yeah, sitting in a chair at a table. Yes, that is what you can see. Did I stumble across any kind of 
lore or stories maybe I heard as we were traveling that may have told me anything about this that would like strike a chord as I'm seeing this mummy lady? I'm going to say no, but if you would like to make a... Maybe myth and legends check? Myth and legends, yes. I can't wait to fail this. Oh my God, I made it. Six under 10. All right. So you have heard tales of essentially ghosts, spirits, of those that have been left, that, that have survived beyond their mortal bodies, that have had abilities that you've, you appear to see, like the, the, the coldness in the air, the death of these goblins with that invisible wounds, their face and like a rictus grin with their eyeballs basically melted away. That is classic Tobin spirit guide. You're dealing with the specter. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I see this. I pause for a second. Do you have a plan? <laughs> it's it's a- bad. <laughs> I'm going to turn to the group and real loud, hey, I think that's a ghost. Look, it's a ghosty thing. I'm totally looking. As if on cue, you hear the sounds of moans and chains clanking further off in the distance out of eyesight. Are you sure it's a ghost and not just people enjoying themselves? I didn't think it was that kind of dungeon. Maybe it's Mandalorians getting busy. Bumping Beskar, as it were. (laughs) Bumping Beskar. I like that. Okay, Caleb. No! I'm not prepared. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't, I didn't prep a type five for this, this game. I didn't know we needed stand-up material. Are you new here? (laughs) I've been away for so long. I just forgot everything. I missed you. You know, I love you, right? I love you. Love you too. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Let's let Caleb focus on his duck. We shouldn't egg him on. Stop! I can barely <laughs> hold it together. Um, yeah, no, I'm just standing at the door, and I see the big spooky mummy thing, and I shouted, look, it's a ghost. And then I'll say, and and there's two other hallways, but uh, there's definitely a ghost down there. Again, you hear the moaning and the clanking of chains, or it could be armor. Not to get too far away from the best car, but it, it does sound like maybe someone in armor walking. That could be the clank as well. Erdan, is if you look at the goblins, do you know of anything that can like pluck your eyes out or incinerate them without leaving you know heat damage to the rest of the corpse? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that uh, rapier wit we've been counting on. <laughs> Thank you for doing I'm, the research. I'm uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Is this your job? The clanking, no, the clanking of the chains has me distracted. I'm. Uh, it reminds me of an old an old uh, traveling partner I had named Marley. I knew someone named Marley. Was it a different Marley? Joe's Bob. Uh, Marley and Mallard. I knew a Marley Mallard. I I've paid quite a lot to see Marley Mallard in concert. Uh, Wonderful bard. Uh, uh, nothing. I, I, I again. Orla, I'm sorry. I'm a bit distracted. I can't think of anything that would be useful from my my craft. If you would like to make a myth and legends roll, I would let you see right. if you knew the same then, thing that uh, Andrew did. If you'd like to give yourself voluntarily a bane since you're playing as though you're distracted, that makes sense, but live it. Yeah, I would. I think I would give myself a bane for that. I'll take a condition. Uh, I will take um, dazed. Again, the the chains have him a little distracted. Good memories or bad memories? First one, then... Uh, Not great memories? Mm. 
Um, and I rolled under on, I, I rolled a tie actually. Uh, ties count. It's, it's uh, uh, equal to. It uh, goes to the than. player? Yes. All right. Uh, so yes, I did roll a tie for my Myths and Legends. So you would know the same thing Macander did, that there are certain spirits uh, that have been left, have stayed behind after the mortal body has passed. And sometimes those spirits can raise as specters, ghosts, poltergeists, they go by different names. And generally the more powerful, like it's not just like everyday ghosts, but the more powerful specters can kill by a look. And that is generally what you would see on the victims is the rictus face uh, and then the eyeballs essentially melted out of their body. Yes. Um, yes. Let's see. Best on the, the goblin that you cut the cheek meat off of. Yes, the sweet meat. Yes, the, the whatever you you don't. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. It's good. No, no, I uh, I, I I may if I get peckish. Um. Anyway, that particular goblin had was missing some eyes, and there was a bit of smoke. Yes, a bit of a a mist coming from the sockets. Yes, could have been caused by a specter. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Since really? there's a ghost you're, right you're up there. Just going to buy that? Ghosts are incorporeal. Like how could they how could they burn your eyeballs off? Well, when we when we encounter this one that's appears to be approaching, uh feel free to look it directly in the I eye. did say there was a ghost. Did you not hear me say there was a ghost? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention to you. Look, there's a ghost. Oh, oh my, there's a ghost. That's so rude. I, I said there was a ghost. Do you not believe me because I don't have fur? Is this like a, a fur and feather thing? No. Now, now, Macanda, don't get all ruffled about it. Hey, hey, everyone keep it down. Rude. <laughs> so what are we going to do with this ghost? I ain't afraid of no ghost. I, however, am. Point of order. <laughs> uh, actually, Aodin would also know that specters are immune to most damage uh, that you would typically deal in combat other than natural fire or magic. Of any type. So even if you like magic a rock and threw it at something, that would count as uh, magic attack against a specter or spirit. So for those of you with uh with you know uh, regular arms, for example, Real weapons. Beans. Um I have don't, two arms. Don't um haha, uh, ha, yes, you have jokes. Um if if you simply light your torches, that would might be the best weapon you could use against this spirit. Your, the spears and the swords and the blades and the bows. So light? No, no, fire, natural burning wood fire. So just a regular fire hurts a ghost. In Dragonbane. Right. Well, you I can thought, you can believe I, me or not. I, I, I thought again, ghosts were spooky and scary, but I just can group. take a little candle and be like, "Hey, ghost, go away." <laughs> this is dumb. Let's go. I'm going to fight this ghost right now. I mean, we could just close the door. There's no, but there's hallways. No, I want to fight a ghost with the candle. I'm going to go fight this ghost with this candle and suck it, ghost. Uh, uh, Pardon me. I seem to have dropped something. So we're we're all just still standing here at this at this doorway, right? Yes. I'm I'm yeah I'm 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 putting my long spear up, but uh, I'm. I'm, I'm getting my my short spear out and my my torch, and my torch is lit. And on my short spear, I'm I'm putting some of the uh, vampire bats that were on my long spear. So I'm mm-hmm. making a kebab because I figure, hey, you know, we might want to. And the the sweet meat's also on the uh, short spear right now. And so the torch, short spear, like just is like fast food. You know what I'm saying? So anybody wants, hey, anybody want anything to eat? I got some. I got the meats. 
Kao. I'm uh, I'm good on uh, uh, I'm 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 well. I'm still dealing with again. I've got some, a bit of uh, turmoil from the inn food. The 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 stew was a bit uh, greasy. It was the turmeric, I believe. The turmeric irritated your tummy. Based on your middle name, your first name is like Reginald or something. Yeah, he goes by Arby. Arby, yeah. Uh, no one eats like Baston. No one greets like Baston. No one peddles all kinds of meats like Baston. So uh, I want to go up to that portcullis I saw. Okay, so hold on. Uh, So as you cross through the tunnels, basically these appear to be um, worked stone mixed with a a natural cavern as well that have been essentially carved out. They are very well-made. Uh, they extend in either direction, 50, 60 feet, just at the edge of what you could see. There are, again, multiple torches down there. And both of them mm-hmm. turn at hard L shapes going forward in the same direction as that next little antechamber that you would be stepping into. Uh, once you step into that smaller antechamber, uh, again, you are flanked on two sides by these the same stone statues holding actual spears. And there's the, again, like a portcullis that separates that area from the room with the mummified woman. She is sitting at a table. From here, you can see that she, she basically, she is dead. She is a body, but she is seated in a way as if she's looking over a book. So there's this tome that is opened. And just off from the tome is a warhammer. And that warhammer appears to be in amazing condition compared to everything else that you see down here. So she's looking at the weapon or she's, she's looking, it looks as if she's posing a way that she's looking at the book, but just, just out of reach is a war hammer. Gotcha. Okay. And you can see on uh, the, the page of this book, a stylized dragon on one page and a crown on the other. And that triggers a memory, something that someone had told you many years and years before about Rittermound, that the Misty Vale, which is where this adventure takes place, used to be ruled by a dragon riding kingdom. So there were knights that rode dragons as mounts. Uh, and this is very likely attached to that ancient empire. So as I... <laughs> waddle decidedly across the hallway towards this door. I see what you describe like out of my peripheral vision, but I don't really care. Okay. I get up to the door. I see the thing. I say, oh, probably a dragon. I don't care. I kick the door. Hey, ghost, what's up? You want to fight? So as you get closer to this doorway, the temperature content- continues to drop. It's now even colder than it was before. And there's a light sort of frost on these bars. And again, it's not a door. It's like little bars that go from ceiling to floor, ceiling to floor. Uh, they are yeah. too close together for you to, to go through without damaging them. You can kick them, but there's no reaction to like on the other side. Like obviously you stir dirt and debris and maybe kick off some of the ice off the bars, but there's no visible reaction. I do, I do that thing with my shield that they do in the old timey cowboy movies with, with the tin mug on the bars. Clink, clink. Ghosty. Ghosty, I want to fight. High or low? Low. Okay. And then if it doesn't do anything, I turn around to the group. This is this is a dumb ghost. He's not fighting me. Or she's not fighting me. This is a stupid ghost. So you turn away and you're complaining to your friends that this is a dumb ghost, that she won't fight you. And then in very classic movie fashion, 
something manifest just behind you that they all can see, but you cannot. This ghost is so stupid. What manifests behind you is not the lady or the ghost of the lady that you can tell, but from the ground emerges this spectral visage of a roughly seven foot tall humanoid wearing dragon styled armor with a giant double winged helm with a spectral face and is carrying the giant sword. So we're going to roll initiative. Yay. Or we're going to, Orla yeah. points uh, at, at uh, him and goes duck. Yeah. I know what I am. No behind you duck. There's another duck in here. All right, Macander. I'm assuming, I'm assuming everybody wants to draw for initiative, so tell me otherwise. Okay, yes, Macander, yeah. you have a 10. <laughs> of course I do. Orla, you have a 2. Aodin, you have a 9. Baston, you have a 3. The Dragon Knight has a 7 and a 6. So Ooh. technically, Orla is first to go. Uh, since uh, Macander is being rather obstinate and not paying attention to my timely warnings, uh, I'm going to lunge forward with my lit torch and try and bash this thing in the face. Okay. Would this be a hammer or a spear? I or... feel like from my perspective, like I'm yelling back at all of you. It's that moment where like the camera sees all of you with the big eyes like looking behind me. And then it follows Orla like running towards me with a lit spear. <laughs> it's like, like you're going to attack me or something. Cause I still don't know that there's a ghost yeah. behind. And the lit torch is going to go right over, right over yes, your beak. I'm so short. So it, it's going to that classic action movie thing where you think she's stabbing you yes. with the torch, but then it <laughs> just goes over your shoulder. Um, I can't see in the quick start where it says damage that fire does. Which is weird because it's very clear that one of the ways that you can hurt these things is with fire, but I don't see that in the rules. So I'm going to say it does a D6 damage, but it's but there's no extra damage for like your strength because it's the fire that's hurting. It's not anything to do with your slapping okay. in the face with it because it does take full damage from fire. Okay. Uh, I'm going to attempt to hit it. What right. Which skill do you think works for here? Um, I mean, I guess it's technically would be like using a spear, a sword, like you're you're I'm you're gonna, using the same stabby motion you would, yeah. Because yeah. I and I did. Oh, so I because McKender is being like freaking out and and like just like his entire emotional meltdown is happening and he's quacking up very right in front of my eyes. I just barely miss this thing and the the torch like bangs onto the portcullis. I missed by one, 13 over 12. It, and it also almost feels like this creature's body sort of shifts sideways, like sort of like fogs at the edges. And you've mm. already seen it rise out of the ground. So clearly it has spectral abilities. It can become incorporeal, but there's also a presence to it there that you, you fully believe the thing could hurt you if it chooses to. Okay. I will then start backpedaling. All right. Fast on. I'm going to take a bite out of uh rare cheap meat and then go do the exact same thing i'm gonna go right into it with the uh with the torch and see what happens poor mckender's like what is what? going on <laughs> quick aside a according I, fl I flipped over to the actual rule book yes 1d8 for a torch oh. 
called that yeah, right. Better at this game than I realized. Yeah, uh, the uh, the little section in the quick start on torches actually explains that a torch does the same damage as a wooden club, but only it's considered fire damage. Excellent. And that nice. was the exact same thing from the core rule book that we probably just copy pasted. Uh, so I succeeded in mine. Uh, 10 under 14. All right. So, yeah. So you're able to s slam your torch into the face of this uh, hulking beast-like creature. Or not, not like beast-like, but like hulking giant humanoid creature. Roll your D8 damage. Four points. So there's no, again, there's no bonus to that. It's just whatever the fire does. So there's like a hissing sound. It's almost like a, a hot iron into quenching fire, like sizzles and the face sort of molds and turns into a vapor for a moment and the entire like the armor of this creature sort of like shakes almost like it's ready to fall apart but then it re-solidifies and uh, congeals itself back solid it is now its turn uh so again i will roll a d6 it will tell me what action this creature takes i got a three that is the hand of the dead the creature raises its hand and gestures at a player character within 10 meters who is thrown 2d4 meters away and lands prone. The, the, the attack inflicts the same amount of damage and cannot be dodged. Uh, so I will... Can it be ducked? <laughs> I think he's about to get ducked. All right. It's actually going to... Aodin is the one who he, he attacks. Aww. <laughs> the guy way in the back. <laughs> rude. What a rude ghost. So you're going to take five points of damage. You're going to be thrown back five meters, which is what, 15 feet? And yep. yep uh, and you cannot be dodged or parried. So you just, that just happens. There's nothing you can do about it. All right. Uh, Aodin is, again, thrown a, a decent distance away, bounces a number of times. You can hear. Uh, 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 uh. There's a rattling and then like what sounds like should be something popping. Um, yeah. Oh. <gasps> All right. So the creature gets to go on a seven as well. So it's also going again. This time I rolled a two, which is a dreadful gaze. An unlucky player character stares directly into the white's horrible eyes as a wheezing sound is heard from the creature's throat. The victim becomes scared, suffers a fear attack, and gets a bane on their will roll. So this essentially is the attack that killed the goblins, but it did enough damage that they couldn't survive it. I'm going to say that it just makes sense for me that this is Macander. Like you finally turned around to see what's going on, and that's what causes you to like, like lock eyes yeah. with it. So, so you you <laughs> become scared automatically. So and then no, you look at so it. So before this, I was doing the very classic Donald Duck where he's like bent over and just his tail is sticking up in the air. That's why he didn't see the ghost or see any of this. He sees the wizard like fly across the room because he's doing like the, that he's covering his eyes, but his fingers are still open. So at that point I stand up and I turn and I see the ghost. You see the ghost. All right. So you become scared. Then you suffer a fear attack and you get a bane on that will roll, which I believe a fear attack is a will check basically sure so i need to roll under my will with disadvantage so i take the higher correct and i completely fail all right so uh if someone has uh control f want to search fear for me right fast i will find it fear table 
Fear, uh, when struck by a fear attack, you must immediately make a roll against willpower. The roll can be pushed and does not count as an action. Particularly frightening events can give you a bane. If the willpower roll fails, you must roll on the fear table on the next page. It is a 1d8 roll. Okay, can I can I push this one, though? Uh, yes. I said I could. You automatically, t- you're already scared, so you have to take a di- an additional condition for the push. And you do have to roll both dice, so you're still rolling twice with the bane. Fear is the mind killer. Here's the little death. It brings total obliteration. But my duck ability, ill-tempered, lets me spend three willpower points to make a skill roll with a boon, and the boon would cancel out the bane. Correct. So I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm going to get angry, and I was already scared. Yes. And I'm rolling under my will. Yes. Come on, baby. Success, 13 under 14. All right. Then you do not have to roll on the fear table. Yay. But you are scared and angry. Again, normal state of my life. It's fine. I know how to do this. (laughs) 2023, am I right? (laughs) This is the worst time. (laughs) Okay. So that brings us to Aodin. Is standing a a movement action? Does that take my feet? I think so. Yeah. Eodin will stand, brush himself off briefly, and then uh, point at the white and just say, En fuego. <laughs> Don't attack. Do you and, see uh, the white's eyes? Uh, and cast, uh, he's going to cast Fireball. Okie dokie. So you're, again, I'm not familiar. I have to double check that. Uh, yep. So the the casting is again it's with my element, it's under elementalism, so I need to roll under for that. Okay. If the spell hits, uh, or if I if I'm successful, the spell just goes off. And then it will be I will wait to tell you what to roll to see if I actually succeed. Ooh. That is over. That's a that's a demon. Ooh, Ooh. You cannot push a demon. No, you cannot push a demon. Okay. You can fall with them uh, over the bridge, but you can't just push them over the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I, I don't remember right, reading so anything about it, demons and the magic. Only thing, the only thing that happens is if you roll a demon, you cannot push the roll. Okay. So it's a failure. Uh, you send so, the willpower points. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so Aodin, Aodin points and says, En fuego. And uh, <laughs> out of his finger, you see like this little... And there's like, there's literally like a little it's like a little a little bit of flash powder goes off and like there's a smoke from the end of his finger but nothing happens. Very much not hiring you for my my daughter's parties. Rude. This has never happened to me before, I swear. <laughs> it happens to every mage in his life. Yes. It's not a big deal. Don't let the beard fool you. I'm fully capable. <laughs> Just let me let me uh, go get a sandwich. Uh, yeah. You just get started. I'll join you in a minute. I am very angry, and I'm going to swing my battle axe at this ghost because I'm too angry to remember I have to try to get a torch. I'm just going to attack it. Okie dokie. <laughs> Ooh, a hit, 614. Is that a magic weapon? Nope. Then it goes through it as it the creature turns to mists around your blade and the reforms on the other side, mm. and your hands get a shock of cold as your weapon passes through it, but it does no damage. Oh. Womp, well, womp, now I'm more womp. angry. All right, so that puts us back into a new round, so we will draw for initiative again. All right. 
Macander, you get the deuce this time. Orla, six. Eoden, <laughs> ten. Baston, seven. And the white is three and four. So, all right, Macander. So you are up once again. <sighs> all right. So I saw my sword, my axe just slide through it. Mm-hmm. But you said the torches in the room aren't giving off any heat. All right. The, the ones in the room are not. So you, I'm assuming you have a torch. Um, yes. The others, I, I think, had mentioned they lit them. So I wasn't going to question it. If you want to get a torch, I will say you'll have to light one. Right. Or grab someone else's. So I am going to, I'm going to back away at this point, still kind of keeping my guard up with my shield. So you have to make an evade roll if you exit melee combat. Otherwise, it gets in a free attack on you. You know, I'm going to try it. All right. What is my evade? Oh, it's a five. Wonderful. I got a two. I got a two under a five. Excellent. So the creature will take a swipe at you with its sword. I still can't see anywhere that it's... Oh, it's it's a morning star. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's willing a morning star. Uh, it takes a swipe at you with it, but it misses. You uh, dodge out of the way. So I'm going to back up to... Because I'd run into the room and you said there... I walked past two hallways going to the left and right. Correct. So I'm going to back up and kind of like to one of those corners. Mm-hmm. And then from my regular action, take out a torch and light it with my flint and tinder. It is now the white's turn. It gets two attacks back to back. So I will roll a D6. And I got a five. That is crippling cold. The white grabs an unfortunate player who feels the chill of death spread through their body. The victim takes D6 damage, armor has no effect, and must make an evade roll, which is not considered an action, on their next turn in order to act at all. If the roll fails, the new attempt can be made on their turn. The victim also becomes cold and cannot heal hit points or uh, willpower points until they get warm. So I'm just going to say that's best on because you're the one that's right there. You haven't acted yet again. So you're going to take six points of damage. Holy. You are cold and you must make an evade roll at the start of your turn in order to do anything. And then it gets to go again. And this time, uh, I've already done that one. All right. Power attack. That's number six. With creaking joints, the white swings its weapon in a powerful attack against a character. The damage is rolled with twice the weapon's normal number of dice, and the victim is knocked to the ground. The attack can be parried. So, basically, um, Orla, this one's coming at you. I I would like to parry, duck, dodge, parry, dive, and dodge. I completely think that's a good idea for you. So, do I roll an evade check, then? Uh, Yes. Well, are you parrying it or are you evading it? Because no, I'm trying to evade it. Okay, so then yes, that is a dodge. I guess basically it's. A, I think evade is a skill, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it's it in, is. Yep. So you just gotta. All I gotta do is get under your evade. I did. All right. So you have evaded it, which I believe means you take half damage or no damage. On a success, you evade the attack and take no damage. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Then you successfully took no damage. That Yay. does take your turn, however. I know. Okay. Um, best on. You must make your evade roll to see if you can do anything this turn. I cannot. All right. And then Aodin. Uh, we're going to try the 
In fuego again. All right. So, uh, yeah. So Aodin like rubs the finger on his robe, and then tries again. Right. In in fuego. Switch to your middle finger. Sometimes that helps. I find uh, I find these two fingers work best. <laughs> Only if you keep your nails trimmed. Yes, that's very important. Always. Hygiene. And that is a dragon. Ooh, we're just running the spectrum over what here. What the hell? All right. So with dragon on a magic spell, the damage or range is doubled. The spell costs no willpower. Oh, yeah. Oh. I can immediately cast another spell and get a bane on the roll. So uh, you, what you'll see is you'll see in fuego, and then his eyes get wide as he realizes what has just happened. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, and he's like, uh, Double in flame. <laughs> no, then, then his other finger comes up like again, like kind of like finger guns. The other one's like Uno Mas! <laughs> and another and another fireball with uh all right. Well, let's deal the first fireball first. Okay, so that's two d6. Uh so the first but actually it'll be four d6 for the first fireball. And armor does not affect this, correct? Um double checking. I don't believe so. And when you say fireball. For those of us in melee range, it is not okay. so. It is it is not a considered an area of effect spell. Okay, cool. It is a it is a targeted fireball that lands at a target, not an area. Throwing a softball oh. at this thing. All right. So the first the first fireball, a successful fireball, I will say. Yeah, very successful. I mean, like went to college yes. fireball, scholarship, one hundred percent. Tracking seventeen field. seventeen points for the first wow. one. Okay. And we are rolling with a Bane on the second. And they're both under. So not as successful, but they both succeed. So you do spend willpower points on that one, but you do get to do the regular fire damage. And it's regular fire damage. That's two more points. 11. Or sorry, two more dice, 11 points of damage. So one fireball, and then another fireball, out of Aodin's index fingers. Double up. Mm, mm. <laughs> When the first uh, one up, uh, uh. hits him, he actually stumbles backwards and he sort of swirl and shifts around those portcullis gates. So he's actually in the other room when the second one hits him. When the second one hits him, he just sort of like pops like a balloon and goes in just in every direction. And his, his morning star clatters to the ground. And there's like a breath where you're like, holy crap, we did it. And then his ghostly hand comes up, grabs a morning star, and pulls it down into the earth. Ooh. So he is defeated, but he is not yet completely defeated. Ooh. Okay, so we are out of initiative. What would you like to do? I, uh, I will walk slowly to the rest of the group, almost ashamed. Uh, that was a that was not a dumb ghost. That was a pretty <laughs> cool ghost. Do you also now understand that I was telling you to evade, not I was calling you a whatever you are? Yeah. I, I, I can't actually pronounce the name of your race and your language. I do not speak Portuguese. Stretch there was impressive. <laughs> I would also like to thank Rook and Rasp for that pun. <laughs> they had it in the chat earlier, and that's, that's I had team to bring it around because it was yeah. so good. We had a writer's room punching, you. You know, punching things up, second draft in that one. Workshop exactly. it. Yep. We'll work on it. Good good teamwork, folks. Makes the dream work. That's right. Uh Baston, you look a little blue around the muzzle. I could use a little help. 
But I'm all right. What kind of help? Uh, I don't have any uh, hot pockets or anything. And uh, let's see here. It's like it's like my joints are kind of like uh, too cold. You know, like this hurts. Aodin, <laughs> do you have anything for cold joints? Maybe a compress or. Aodin or... will attempt. Uh, well, well. Again, you look at Aodin, and Aodin is also like kind of like stretching funny. Clearly, took a beating from the throw, lightly bloodied, limping a little. Yes, let me uh, certainly. I can see what we can do for our hirsute friend. Yeah, I'm going to make a healing check, rolling under fourteen. Rolled a fourteen, so I'll take it. So looking at the cold condition, um, essentially the, your your healing here would be creating a fire, uh, allowing him to warm by the fire, which uh, would essentially is the only thing that can correct that. But you would know that your medicine check would be like, oh, he just needs warm. So, uh, so, so yeah. So Aiden will will take your the torch from you, uh, from anybody who has a torch. He'll take it and like stick it in the ground. Stand by that. <laughs> you're, you're I still have my my cheek meat on my uh, spear, so I'm just kind of roasting it now. Yeah, now it's medium rare. Occasional bite. All right, so you can take a stretch here, uh, which again is basically a 15 minute rest uh, that will allow you to clear one condition. I believe you can do some self healing as well if you're interested. Uh, I will tell you that there is a mechanic if you wait around too long, random stuff can start happening. So I suggest you don't do that. But, you know, it's up to you. Uh, it's Well, it says we can do a, a stretch, which is a short rest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 1d6 HP or 2d6 HP if someone else is tending to you and succeeds with a healing roll. So if we want to do that, then we can assume that, uh, that Aodin tended to Baston. To take the 2d6. So if you do that, though, you can't heal yourself. So if you're tending to someone else, you can't heal. That's fine. That's Can I fine. work on tending Aodin then? I don't think that would work. But if 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 Aodin wants to, because we're playing with a little bit. Um, okay. If, if you fair. just So if Orla, you would tend Aodin, Aodin wouldn't technically no. be best on her. Now we can do a shift. We can do a shift rest, which is one full shift of time can only take place in a safe location where there are no enemies nearby. You would, we would recover all lost HP and willpower, but a shift rest could be interrupted by combat. So that's where the, and within the, the quick start, there's a random table I roll on for every stretch that you spend inside and something might not happen. Like it is a random roll. Sometimes nothing happens, but there is a chance something will happen. So it's up to you. I feel like you should, I mean, I feel like your knowledge in terms of, you know, here's your fire, rest by it like i don't i think that you would still be able to heal yourself like i feel like that's just a 1d6 for me which is fine okay then yeah then i will i will also take a d6 for myself yeah we can i'm fine with the stretch rest. so if you're not if you're not tending the best on then orla will att- will tend to or attempt to tend to you okay to give you the bonus and i okay. got exactly what i needed a six all right so i'll take 2d6 which should Bring me back to full as long as these were all okay, and they do. Thank you. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Aodin, Aodin like hands you a balm that you can uh, help, that you apply to maybe like his his hip and his shoulder. It's icy hot, I'm sure. 
We call it, a, it's, 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 it's a cold fireball. It smells like tiger ass. All right. So to be clear, you, you are taking a stretch, right? Correct? Yes. yes. Okay. I get but just a stretch. I get to roll a d12. Mm, just a little bit. Gold rains down from the heaven. No, a stray memory envelops one of the characters. I'm going to say Aodin. Hmm who is suddenly looking out over a strange city of turrets, towers, and horn-like spires. Maybe it's the smell of the cold firebomb. Excellent. Something comes flying straight at you, a huge dragon ridden by a knight in golden plate armor, who you actually have a very good image of in your head, because that's who we were fighting a minute ago. <laughs> the player character must make a will roll to resist fear. Ooh, let's see. Well, well that's, not, that's pretty good. After all, under an 18. Oh, okay. Wow. So let's see. Famous last words. I rolled a dragon. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. So, yeah. So you resist the fear, but yes, clearly you are fighting, if not the same knight, one of these fabled dragon riding knights. He was not carrying a lance, in case you were curious. That's Chris's game. Yes. That's a different I That's every other Wednesday. Or Monday. Wednesday on the RPG oh. Academy Network. Oh, oh, this, uh, interesting. I, yeah, being my, at, at my advanced level of experience in the world, uh, I may have fought one of these gentlemen in the past. Like five minutes ago, we, we all, yes, we all saw it. <laughs> they say the mind's the first thing to go. I can't remember what comes after that. Okay. So, that is the only thing that happens. So there's, you're not encountered a, a combat. So you're able to finish your rest and you can uh, get back whatever you rolled or whatever determined for your hit points. Uh, you can clear at least one condition. I think some of you have the ability to clear more than one certain times. But uh, at this point, we are ready to move on or I have to roll on the random chart again. So I healed myself up a little bit and cleared a condition. Um, I think I, as we were sitting there for a few minutes, you know, straightening my armor, sharpening my axe a little bit, um, I'm still angry. So I'm still kind of like, you know, bouncing on my, my webbed feet, but I'm still taking a second, uh, to rest. And when everyone seems to be kind of ready to go, I go, well, uh, I don't want to go that way again, but we do have these two hallways. Should we flip a coin or which way do we want to go? Left. I'm surprised you just didn't start walking down one. Well, you know, uh, maybe I learned my lesson. Oh, that's good. Maybe not. I don't know. Good. I heard left. Let's go left. Good. I say as I bite into <laughs> some meat, blood just kind of just drools a little bit down. So gross. Okay. Pretty sure if you don't cook goblin well enough, you get G. coli. Possible. So at the end of like roughly 60 feet, uh, pretty much a straight tunnel, it opens up to the right, which would be to the north, in a dark and dank chamber, dug out bur burial, I can't talk, burial, burial <laughs> niches, niches, cover the walls from floor to ceiling, broken skeletons, moldered rags, and shards of crushed pottery can be seen all over the place. Who are you calling niches? Exactly. I got 99 problems. And uh, niche ain't one. Exactly. So apparently this place has been vandalized prior. The this crypt area has been broken into. There's skeletons that have been dragged loose of their uh little sort of 
crevice, I guess. I don't know that they were like standing in. They've been thrown on the floor. Their clothes oh, have been crevice. crevice closet closet. So would anyone like to make a spot hidden roll? Does anybody actually have a good spot hidden? I, I will not be kicking around and I totally fail. Um, yeah. So um, totally fail. Uh, a two. Uh, Aodin. Bless you. Successfully has a, uh, Aodin has a 14 for spot Jeez. hidden. So. All right. Nice. Well, he is the smart one in the group. So I feel like as I walk into the room, I see all this mess. I'm like kind of kicking junk aside, just quickly perusing and moving to, I guess, the north end of the room as I don't see anything okay. specifically. So I will tell you that on the north side of the room, I'll, I'll circle back to you, Aodin. At the north side of the room, there is a tunnel that comes off of this room on the north. It's a very short hallway. It leads to another one of those portcullis barriers that leads into that same room that you see the woman in. So you're basically looking at her from the, uh, basically behind her now. Gotcha. And you can see past that room, there's another hallway. So if you're in your head, you're trying to keep up. It looks like the other two hallways would essentially loop into each other. So I'm, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Makes All sense. Right. So Aodin, as uh, everyone's kind of looking around at the bits and broken bobs, maybe kicking some things over, looking for anything of importance, you start to hear a sound that's like sort of like heavy breathing, more almost like a like a hyperventilated sort of <laughs> sound from underneath one of these skeletal bodies, and you rough-handedly pull out by the scruff a goblin, appears to be. A small goblin, so either a, a goblin that is very small in size of the goblins or perhaps like a youngster. And as you pull it up, you can see that their eyes are completely glazed over. They're, there's white, like they don't have any pupil at all. It's just a straight eye orb looking at you, obviously can't see through them. And is just sort of like slashing a dagger in front of itself at you wildly. Doesn't pose you any danger. I shoot it. <laughs> 